0: Some years ago, one very early morning, I took a light blue bus up a ragged mountain road to watch the sunrise in the foothills of the Himalayas. I felt slightly disoriented by the darkness, the upward winding of narrow switchbacks, as the old bus rattled and bounced its way higher and higher. Finally it slowed, jolted to a halt, and the driver pushed open the metal door. I stepped out and walked along the path and found my way to the entrance. Still in darkness, I climbed the tall steps to the temple and its viewing deck where, in a slowly changing morning, I waited for dawn. Long shadows unfolded themselves as the sky began to lighten, as black faded to grey, then green and Murky, then clear colors, yellows, oranges, purples, stained the wispy clouds that hung in the sky beneath. Slowly the earth turned and a red sun rose above the roof of the world. On my way back down, I heard the ringing of copper bells that led the way, brought to life by long ropes pulled by passers by. And beside the entrance I now saw what in the early darkness I had missed. The brightly painted Lord Ganesh, God of all beginnings, wisdom and understanding. On another trip into the wilderness last summer, I canoed past hoodoos, massive boulders that were left behind by glaciers that scoured the earth millions of years ago Some emerged from water, others rose out of sand, sentinels, murky evidence of long ago, an ever-changing, serried past. The markers in our lives, people, and experiences are not always clear. Their shadows sometimes overwhelm, loom too large, too heavy, Or the moments are too fleeting and we miss their significance because we've already passed them by. And so we ruminate, visit, and revisit our memories, search for meaning and explanation, hoping to unlock the clues that brought us here. But no going back will allow you to experience or understand them as they once were, because the light has already changed. And with it, the thing has changed, and has changed you too. In a recurring dream, I am standing in front of my sky-blue high school locker. There is something behind the dented door that I need. My backpack, books, my schedule, which will tell me where I should be, what I need to do, things I should know. And it's never quite clear. In every dream, my fingers begin to turn the lock, right, left, and right again. But always and slowly, I come to realize again that I can't open the mechanism that keeps the narrow door tightly shut, because I've never known or understood. I've only ever guessed the lock's combination. The dream doesn't resolve itself, of course. I never magically remember or find the numbers folded on a scrap of paper in my pocket. Waking up dissolves the images, though not the feeling of standing before something that I cannot understand. There is so much to understand, to know, to wander about in this world. Things we disbelieve the vagaries of uncertainty that cannot, should not be. And so I'm forever searching, wanting to rationally explain experiences, people, things, to give them shape and form, to give them meaning, make them make sense, make them real, concrete. The hope being, presumably, that if I can understand what's brought me here, then I'll know my way forward, that with enough of the pieces in the place, the puzzle's intentions will become clear. And yet there is a moment, wrote George Saunders, just before we start to explain, when we know something, we feel it, but can't articulate it because it's too complex and multiple. But the knowing at such moments though happening without language is real. Many years ago, early in my last pregnancy, a small man stopped me on a sidewalk in our neighbourhood. He wore a name badge on a lanyard, and I guessed that he was on his lunch break. He said that he needed to speak with me, that it was important and urgent, something about karma. But I dismissed his insistence, Thanked him for his concern, told him that I was late for a dentist appointment and could not stop to chat. Months later, beside a small hospital bed, I watched my little son's life fade. His slow disappearance might have been easy to miss amongst the whirlwind of emotion, in the sweep up of medical commotion, whisked from expert to option to decision, too fast, too slow gathering offerings, veiled hopes and disappointments along the way, and in between these helpless, increasingly hopeless and intense moments sat wait, hours, days, and weeks of waiting to see, to hear, to understand. Near the end, in one small moment, in stillness and in silence, the noise dissolved. What emerged was not an easy certainty. My understanding had no solid shape or voice or name, but I did sense a lightning, and I felt that I could let him go. Some knowledge comes to us from mountain tops, temples, field guides, strangers that pass us by. Other understanding comes from deep inside unfolds itself and emerges from between the layers within. But in the noise of our lives, the clamoring, in our frantic searching, the excitement and the traffic of our minds, we sometimes miss or dismiss the understanding that has been patiently waiting for us. Maybe, and sometimes, a quiet, wordless wisdom will find us As David White put it quite beautifully in his poem, The Seeming Stillness, we are all a sunlit moment come from a long darkness. What moves us always comes from what is hidden. What seems to be said so suddenly has lived in the body for a long, long time.